Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Everyday Revival with Pastor Kendall Watrous. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and Facebook, or you can visit us at faithlifefamily.com. Here's Pastor Kendall. Well, welcome again this week to Everyday Revival. We're here again uh, studying the Word of God, uh, talking about um, the real or the truth, the things that um, are real in this life. And of course, we know what the answer to that is, and that is the Word of God and our relationship with with Jesus. Those things are dear to us, and man, they are uh, so vital in the days we live in. Uh, last time we were with, with you, we were talking about uh, some things that were pretty powerful. We we're talking about, uh, of course, our, let me let me back up. We were talking about Ephesians chapter two, um, and that that is our base verse here, and uh, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, and that we might know what is the hope of His calling. In other words, we want to know and really perceive what is truth and that's only going to come by by having the holy spirit on the inside of us illuminate what is real or shine light on the truth right and so we were talking about the eyes of our understanding were flooded with light then we also talked about james 5 7 that he would come to establish our hearts because we know the coming of the lord is at hand right and so he's he's coming back soon and so we want to be able to discern, and that's where we're going to get to today, is talking about discernment or knowing what is real and what is not real. Um, but being able to know, because Jesus is coming back soon, and it really seems like, we were talking about this the other day with some people, that you know, really all hell is, is being, it, it seems like, is, is loosed. And, but you know what? I don't like to just talk about what the devil's doing. All of heaven is on our side and and is and is loosed and power is is being poured out onto hungry people and I'm telling you these things are happening to those that would reach up their hands and say you know what Lord I'm hungry I'm thirsty for more of you I've got to have these things in my life um, because that's the only thing that's gonna it's gonna make me get through Um, and you know we were talking about contending for the faith we were talking about standing firm and clinging to that which was good. We talked about people. many people hate what is good and they love what is evil. And uh, in the last days it said that, you know, people would be, uh, they would call good evil and evil good, which is so foreign and backwards to our minds. But out there, the enemy has blinded the minds of people and they can't see that. They can't see what's really going on. But for us, we're sticking close to him, and we know what the truth is. Um, so today, let's talk about discernment. Let's, let's look at discernment. If we're talking about that the eyes of our understanding are going to be enlightened, that we might know what is the hope of his calling, how, how are we going to have this light shine on the inside of us it already actually is shining on the inside of us, but how are we going to keep that um, clarity, I should say, on the inside? Well, what is? What is discernment? It's really knowing what is real, you know, when you hold it up against what is not real. And so you, you have this knowing on the inside 
Of course, that's the Holy Spirit on the inside of you giving you that nudge saying, you know what, that's, that's not real. That's, uh, that's, that's counterfeit. Uh, remember last time we were talking about counterfeit money and how people that they do these things, they make counterfeit dollar bills or really not dollar bills, right? It's hundreds and, and the higher, the higher uh, uh, bills, but they blur the lines. The lines you can tell with a, with a trained eye what a counterfeit is because you can see the, the, the lines are a little bit blurry. Um, and now they're coming out with all, all different ways. They can do it so good that it's really, really difficult to tell the difference. Well, we want to be able um, to discern or to have that knowing on the inside of what is real and what has the blurred lines and what is not real. It's interesting, some of these little definitions. Um, if you look up in the Urban Dictionary, which is uh, not really where I go to for any information, but I just think it's interesting that the Urban Dictionary um, definition of real or truth means a non-negotiable personal opinion. Isn't that interesting? It's non-negotiable. So it's their personal opinion, but they're not going to negotiate on it. So foreign to what truth is from what we know, right? And so I want to give you this definition. Here's the definition of truth, just the pure definition of truth. It's something in accordance with fact or reality. So that is so much different than the Urban Dictionary definition that says, oh, my opinion is non-negotiable. Whatever I think, that's my truth. And that's how I'm, I'm, I'm basing what truth is. But really, in reality, the definition of truth is when it's in accordance with fact or reality. And we know that the real or non-counterfeit is when it's non-imitation, right? It's, uh, it's not artificial. It's, it's genuine. It's pure, right? Um, it's a, uh, another definition, it's occurring as fact and it's not imagined. So these are the definitions of truth or real uh, that we would know. Um, so I don't, I don't get to have my personal opinion and then say, uh, well, that's what I think about the Bible. That's what I think about, um, you know, what this says. That's really not my opinion. But you know what? I'm not backing, I, I, I'm not backing off of it. Well, you know, that sounds great and everything. But when it comes to the Word of God, His Word is truth. His Word is in accordance with fact or reality. His word is the basis of truth. And so if we get those things straight, we will know that when something comes against us or something comes up in our lives and we have to measure, I was talking about this on Wednesday night, that when we hold up the word, it's like a, you know, I, I asked him if ever, anybody liked coffee. Of course, I really, really like coffee, and I really like coffee shops and different things, and I like the smell of it and everything. Well, if you take a coffee filter, and what does it do? It takes those coffee beans that are ground, and it uh, takes that hot water, and it goes through, and it filters out any anything uh, that isn't, isn't good. It gets that pure taste out of that bean or that ground ground bean, and it 
purifies it, put, puts it through, and it comes out in that glass or that container, and it is good, good coffee, right? But our, our, the Word of God should be our filter. If we can't find somewhere, you know, in, in what we're looking at, that, that if the Word is held up against what we're looking at and it doesn't line up with that, then we take that the word as the filter and we say, nope, um, that doesn't line up. I, I'm not doing it. And that's how we have to base our lives and our decisions is against the word of God. That's how we know. That's how we have discernment, not only from the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, but holding it up against the standard of the word or the truth. It, our truth is not non-negotiable personal opinion. That's not our truth. <clears throat> our truth is based on the word, which is fact or reality. His word is truth. I, you know, if you take the example, um, this is a, a great example. Um, uh, over in Second Kings uh, chapter 6, uh, I believe it's in 14, verse 14 down there. <clears throat> and it says, um, I'll just read it to you. Let me get it here. It says, therefore, and we're talking about Elisha the prophet, and he was talking to his servant. And you know the story, but I'll just read it for you. It says, Therefore, he sent horses and chariots in a great army there, talking about the king. Because if you remember the story, the king was trying to figure out how, the king, this is the king of Syria, he was trying to figure out how uh, every time that they were doing something, uh, these, these plans were being found out. And it was because, and we're going to read it, that well, I'll just go up to verse 12, that Elisha was hearing it. And it says, and one of his servants said, not, not me, O Lord, my king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. That's amazing. So he was hearing from God. He was hearing what was going on in, uh, in the enemy's camp. Wow. So he said, go and see where he is that I may send and get him. And it was told him, saying, Surely he is in Dothan. So he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night, surrounded the city. I love this. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army, and they were surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Oh, my master, what are we going to do? In other words, he was wringing his hands. He was, he was freaking out, basically. And then verse 16, it says, So he answered, Do not fear, for those that are with us are more than those that are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, right here, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according, in according, according to the word of Elisha. Wow, what a story. So again, we could get into this whole thing, but the highlight here I want you to see is that we're talking about discerning what is real. This servant, when he walked out, out of that tent and he looked up, he was freaking out because he saw them surrounded, and he didn't know what to do. But Elisha saw something different. Elisha saw 
into that realm. He saw, he saw what was real. He saw what was truth, right? And that was, in reality, they were actually surrounded with chariots, angels, angel armies, chariots of fire, and they were protecting them. That's, that's awesome. And so, um, you know, we, we get, we get sometimes ourselves in such a bind or a twit because we're trying to figure things out. And really in reality, if we had that, uh, discernment working, the eyes of our understanding enlightened on the inside of us, we would know what was really happening in the realm of the spirit, right? The things that are really going on, that we're really surrounded by angelic help every day, that his angels are protecting us and they're out there. They're working with us. Uh, they're waiting for our command. They're waiting for us to tell them where to go and what to do. And a lot of people don't believe in angels. They don't believe that they have any kind of help for them, but it's in the Bible. That's exactly where we get it from. I want to go to this part. Um, it's really interesting when we when we start looking at the things that hinder us from these things and in these things. But two things, really, that I wrote down that will keep us from walking in the fullness of walking in the truth or walking in what's real, because so many people nowadays are just, they're so naive. It, it's amazing. I, maybe, maybe you don't know naive people, but it seems like there's a lot of naive people that I run into, meaning this, naive Christians. Everybody say this, I'm not going to be a naive Christian. I'm not going to be one. I'm going to have my, the eyes of my understanding enlightened. I know what he's calling me to do. I know where I'm supposed to be and the things I'm supposed to be uh, hooked up with and the things that I'm supposed to be going towards, and I'm not going to be moved off of them. But there are a couple of things that would keep us from walking in these things. And number one, uh, I don't know if you've ever uh, heard this, but you know, people, what they'll do is it's called quiet quitting. And what they'll do is they'll go through the motions and they'll go through the motions of going to church. They'll go through the motions of saying the right things. They've got the lingo down. How are you, brother? Oh, I'm blessed. I'm doing great. But really, in reality, on the inside, they've already quit. They've, they're going through the motions, but their heart is far removed from anything. And so the, the real, the truth of things, the reality of things, of God's word, it, it just, they've stopped, and they've stopped short of things. You know, in Matthew 15, 8, I'll read this from the NIV. It says, these people, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. <laughs> these people, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So this verse tells me, tells us here that we can give lip service to God, that we can give lip service. We could go 10, 20 years and have just lip service. We're in church. We sing the songs. We raise our hands. We do all the motions, but our heart is far removed from him. And I believe in the days we're living in that this is so many Christians and we need to locate ourselves and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. What have I been doing? Have I, have I been really discerning what's real in my life? Have I been really putting the word of God as the, as the basis of my life and my decision making? If not, I've cut myself off 
from walking in the fullness of the truth and and knowing what is really reality in these days of blurred lines where things are all mixed up. Listen, maybe tragedy has struck your life and, and something hit you that blindsided you. You've had loss or hurt in your life. Maybe something, you got news of something and it just hit you and gave you a low blow. And what happened was instead of reaching out to God and saying, God, why did this happen? I, I need your help. I need your strength. I'm running to you. I'm running to your word. What you, what you did was you put up walls in your life. That's a lot of times what happens to adults. Uh, we grow up and, and because of things that happen to us in our lives, we put up walls uh, that keep us from seeing God's truth, we, that keep us from seeing the future and the reality of what he has for us. But, you know, there's good news. And there's always good news in him. I love it. That's why we can walk in everyday revival. Why? But let's read this verse. Ephesians chapter 2 in verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2 in verse 10. Let me get there. So we're going to do these things in our life. We're going to walk in these things. We're not going to be quiet quitters. We're not going to be quiet quitters and just sit down. Man, some of us, we've had so much invested into us. We've had so many people invest into us. We've had uh, the word planted in our heart for so many years. You don't want to give up now. Jesus is coming back soon. We all, he needs everybody on board. And he doesn't want anybody to fall away. Let's read this verse. It says, for we are his workmanship. We're created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works. So these things that have hit us, these things that have tried to blindside uh, us. Now he says, I've created you. You are my workmanship. I've created you for good works. But listen to this last part of the verse. Which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That's the plan. That's the plan he has for us. But what happens is the enemy comes in and he gets us to quit. And he gets us to sit down on the inside and our heart gets detached from the things of God. But today, I'm, I'm saying, wake up. I'm saying, wake up, put your head up, get, get on fire for God again, fan the flames, the embers on the inside. Listen, because in the Amplified in this verse, he says, listen, you're going to live the good life, living the good life. That's the plan he has for you. That's the plan. In Psalms, that verse over there in Psalms 37, is, I believe it says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or God's seed begging for bread. He's never going to leave you, uh, you know, on, on the back burner and just leave you alone and, 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 and move over you. But I'm telling you this, he fills the hungry. I said he fills the hungry. In other words, when you say, God, I'm so hungry. I've, I've been in a, I've been in a, in a, a messed up situation. I just, I've got, I've got to have clarity in my life. I've got to know that you are working in my life. I reach out to you. Uh, you know, over there in Psalms 51, he says, Re restore unto me the joy of my salvation. You're saying that today. Lord, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. I've lost my flame. I've lost my fire on the inside. And I'm, I need you to, to just uh, 
put the blowtorch of your spirit on, on the embers that were going out in my life. And, I, and I'm asking you to revive me today. I believe I'm speaking to many hearts today, people that need to be revived, that need to be encouraged along these lines. Listen, he has good things for you, and he hasn't forgotten about you. Well, my goodness, that's the, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to many today. So don't be quiet quitters. Don't give in. Don't give up. He wants you to contend for the faith. Don't forget that verse over there in Jude 1.3. Contend for the faith. Strive like a wrestler strives against another wrestler. You're in this, and you're not going to quit, and you're not going to give up. Hallelujah. Well, it was so good to be with you today. I believe everyday revival is available to every person if we'll walk in the truths of God's word. Well, until next week, we look forward to uh, praying for you and your families, and we believe that God's doing a mighty work in the earth today. We'll see you next week.